listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And today joining us is our special guest, Dr. Vigneswaran Ramakrishnan, who is a consultant gynecologist, obstetrician and gyne-oncologist at Prince Court Medical Center. Doctor, I don't know if I said that right, gyne-oncologist? That is correct. Gyne-oncologist and gyne-oncologist. Okay, phew. (laughs) That's it. Now, our topic today is the HPV vaccine for teenage girls. So let's kick off with the fact that you advocate for early screening and treatments for cervical cancer as part of the HPV vaccine program at schools. Could you tell us about the rise in cervical cancer being diagnosed in younger women? So it's like this. Before we talk about the rise of cervical cancer, you've got to understand what is HPV. Now, HPV stands for human papillomavirus is the most common virus which causes cervical cancer. 95% of the cervical cancer in women is caused by human papillomavirus. Now there's an increase in the incidence and prevalence of cervical cancer currently because of the practice of sexual habits of teenagers and current years. Because they are more promiscuous in an early age, there's a risk and transmission of HPV. Many do not understand that HPV is not only transmissible by intercourse, but also by kissing. So therefore, if you have HPV, the risk of you getting cervical cancer also increases. Now, and HPV vaccination is very important because in some countries, which have started HPV vac- vaccination much, much more long before us, they have seen a reduce in the number of incidents and prevalence of cases in their country. In fact, WHO WHO is targeting to eliminate cervical cancer by the year of 2030 just by using vaccine. I wanted to just uh, go back to the HPV virus itself. It causes cervical cancer in women, in girls, but yes. does it affect boys in any way or is it just one of those things? HPV causes cervical cancer in girls, 95% of it is because HPV, 5% is because other reasons. Now, in men, they tend to cause laryngeal cancer or those which affect your oral cavity because uh, HPV is transmissible through kissing and also if they practice oral sex, men tend to get HPV infection which can cause oral cancer. HPV also can cause cancer of the rectum anus, the part where you go to the toilet defecate. Mm-hmm. So they commonly cause 95% of cancer in women in cervix, but 70% or 50% in men because of the laryngeal area mm-hmm. and 30% because of anus HPV infection. Right, and this is the family of the herpes virus. Is that correct? Human papillomavirus is slightly different than herpes virus. Human papillomavirus, there is more than 70 types. There is high risk and there is low risk type. Low risk type means the risk of you getting a serious infection causing cancer is low. High risk type means high. Basically, what we worried about is HPV 6, 11, which is common for genital warts. Then there's 16, 18, 31, 33, 45, 52, and 58. Those are all high risk. So if you have the HPV virus, normally we advocate you to come and see a gynae oncologist so you can do further testing, mostly which includes colposcopy where we look at the cervix to see if there's any early changes. Doctor, the HPV vaccine is available at school. So what is the uptake rate like at schools? The Malaysian government started using HPV vaccine in school roughly about 10 years ago. Unfortunately, during COVID, they had to stop it for two to three years because of cost factor and they had to use the money to buy COVID vaccine. Right. Fortunately enough for us, they're starting again this year with a budget allocation of about 50 million. Now, we got to understand, pre- 
Previously, there are many HPV vaccine types. Basically, Cervarix, Gardasil 4 and Gardasil 9. Previously, we started with Cervarix, which protects against HPV 16 and 18. They offer cross-protection against all the HPV strains. Subsequently, we used Gardasil 4, which protects against 6, 11, 16 and 18. But now, the only available commonly used HPV vaccine is Gardasil 9. This vaccine is provided for schoolgirls for free mm-hmm. and it targeted at girls who are in standard 6 or in form 1. The uptake has been good although there have been about 5%, 6% of parents declining for the vaccination for their kids because of worries which are sometimes unwarranted because the risk of getting any side effects is very, very low. But only thing is most of the students now they have the option of going to private schools. There's uh, mushrooming of private in- international schools all around. The program is only designed to be given in government schools. So mm. those in private schools when you're standard six or form one you should get your vaccine on your own outside so there's a catchment that gets sort of lost because if you don't know as a parent you won't right. know that this is something that you should be doing for your child absolutely yeah yes it's true is this like a one-time shot or do you need a booster for it going on in life normally uh, if you're giving hp vaccine anyone between the age of nine to the age of 45 can take the vaccine either a girl or a boy mm-hmm. if you are sexually naive you are never involved in sexual activities and normally at age 12 or 13 you don't expect them to do you can give them two shots one shot given at zero month and then the next shot be given as a booster in six months time but if you're already sexually active then you require three shots which goes at zero one six Oh. For example, this is the month of March. You have it March, and next dose in April. Next dose will be in September. Boys and girls can both get the vaccine, but many do not know that boys can take the vaccine also. In Australia, where they started vaccine program much, much earlier than us, boys and girls both get it free. I believe in Malaysia, they are aiming or starting with the girls first, and probably eventually when the country's economy and budget is in much better hands, they will probably introduce it to boys. The good thing about HPV is your body can heal yourself again against HPV. If 70% of them get HPV, for example, if 100 of them get HPV, after two or three years, you test in girls between age of 20 or 29, 75% of them can eradicate the HPV from their body. But the thing is, we do not know who can and who cannot eradicate the HPV. That is why vaccination is very important. So for any parents out there, I mean, I have a 15 going on 16-year-old son. For any parents thinking, actually, I have a son, I would like to get him the vaccine as well. What are you looking at cost-wise if a parent were to go to a private institution? The cost depends on areas or hospitals you go to. Mm-hmm. The cost of a vaccine in a private hospital can be anywhere between 600 to $900. Depends on the hospital you go to. Because we only use Gardasil 9 now. There's no more Cervarix 2. There is no more Gardasil 4. There is no competitor. Gardasil 9 is the best. So throughout the world, they're using Gardasil 9. Mm-hmm. And because there is no competitor, the price has gone up. Previously, you can take all three vaccines for a combined total of $600. Now, one vaccine costs you between $600 dollars Wow. You can take it in any hospitals and if you want to get it for your son, it is available and you only need just two doses. But it is more important, like I said before, for the, your daughter to get it than your son because the risk of transmission to your son is actually quite, quite low. We were just discussing a little while ago what are the obstacles which, you know, is the price if you want to go private on this. What are the other challenges faced by this program? uh, Many of them worry about the side effects of the vaccine, more so after the COVID vaccine. I mean, there's no deniable COVID vaccine saved many lives. Mm -hmm. But there's also no denying that some people who have received the Pfizer or Moderna COVID vaccine have had experienced some side effects. And some people get alarming news where people, you know, just collapse one or two weeks 
after the vaccine, mm. although it's rare. But this is a far different thing. Is the HPV vaccine is designed to be very, very safe. So normally such things do not occur. The most common side effect is still rare. It happens about three to five percent of patients who receive the vaccine is they get a bruise or a wheel or a sore in the area where the vaccine is given. Most feared side effect is Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is very, very rare. I mean, I've not heard in Malaysia for the past five years or seven years where your own immune system suddenly attacks your nervous system and it's very, very rare. But there's a disclaimer, it's written in the vaccine. But like I said, if I was given a choice, I have a daughter, she is now four years old Mm -hmm. and she's attain the age, I will give her the vaccine because I know it will protect her in the future. What about the sort of myth you know, this whole subject of even the need for this is charged with, you know, sort of uh, the Asian sensibilities that these things like kissing and teenagers having intercourse early is something that just doesn't happen, you know, if you've taught your children well. And it's something that needs to be addressed because possibly there are myths and, and sort of that need debunking around getting your child vaccinated. Well, they are actually, um, I mean, many parents, uh, Asian parents tend to believe their children are not promiscuous. But uh, after being in the field for 25 years, and seeing many, many young cases, I I believe it is not so. These parents also have the tendency to falsely believe that if the child gets HPV vaccine, the child might think, oh, you know what? I've received the vaccine. There is no risk for me getting cervical cancer in the future. Mm. So I can just go about and uh, have promiscuous sex or Mm. kiss and have relationship with whoever they want to have. That is actually a wrong notion because you see, HPV, what we are doing is we are trying to protect you from the HPV virus. And there's also also a disclaimer in the product which says not all those who receive the vaccine will get full protection from the virus hmm. and also you must understand like I said before 5% of it is cervical cancer is not caused by HPV vaccine there are other causes so you do not want to risk yourself to get other causes which can cause you to get cervical cancer and also other diseases like sexually transmitted disease or AIDS so if the children is aware and understand the, the risk involved then I, I, I do not foresee any problem so parents should be counseled because obviously it's easier to speak to a parent than to speak to a 12 or 13 year old which is also equally important but then once you can convince the parents then the parents can convince the kids and normally the children will agree to take the vaccine it's honestly a- in, in the school program most of them still take the vaccine because in the government it, it is free and it actually protects people should remember among all the female gynae oncology among all the female genital areas for to protect you against cancer there is no other vaccine only survival cancer there is a vaccine so why not take it what message would you like to share with parents and teen girls about the HPV virus, of vaccination, future reproductive health? Any message you think is, is sort of important to impart here? We all understand HPV is a virus which can cause you to get increased risk of getting cervical cancer. Now, HPV may not be as deadly as COVID, but HPV over a long period of time can cause inflammation to the cervix, which can lead you to get cervical cancer. And it is the only vaccine which can protect you from cervical cancer. In fact, in certain countries which have taken the vaccine earlier, they have reduced the cervical cancer incidence rates by about 80% in Australia and in Austria. That is why WHO has come up with a goal. By 2030, they want to eradicate cervical cancer. Now, one, I don't think that will happen, but it's a good goal to aim for. And number two, when we say eradicate, we want the incidence rate to be less than four or one 100,000. 
currently it's about 80 or 100,000. And the boys also can get protected by the vaccine. So if boys, uh, you think adult or boys, because the vaccine is available from the age of 9 to 45, if you think you are at risk, you might as well get the vaccine. Another thing people do not know is that if you're already exposed to the HPV vaccine, you can still take the vaccine and it'll still offer you about 75% protection compared to those who don't take the vaccine. Just as an That, aside, what happens after 45? <laughs> do you just not bother? <laughs> they're taking it <laughs> no no they have the reason is there's some of them say you can take it up to 50 but the product disclaimer says up to 55 reason being is for you to get some infection later see hpv causes inflammation to the cervix inflammation to the cervix for hpv to cause inflammation to the cervix it will take about 5 years and the inflammation for the cervix can cause premalignant disease of the cervix so premalignant disease of the cervix can go from cin1 cin2 cin3 from cin1 to go to cancer it takes about 10 years so that is why they say if you you have not got the vaccine after the age of 46 or 47 then there is no need uh, also more because they never had a study saying the efficacy or the safetyness of taking the vaccine after that age oh. so that is why they cannot show it in in their product line just like how we do pap smear screening mm-hmm. pap smear screening we do from the age uh, 18 years old if you're sexually active up to the age of 65 we say we stop doing it at 65 because people tend to live pre- previously up to the age of 75 but now since we're living longer mm. you may as well do it age 70 and 72 years In fact, for screening for cervical cancer in Malaysia is moving towards from pap smear towards HPV screening. If your pap smear is normal, normally we'll ask you to repeat in one year's time. If it is normal, then we say do it every 3 years. But now if you do a pap smear together with HPV, if it is negative, you only have to do it once every 5 years. That's good to know. Thanks for all this information. Yeah. With this everyone can make an informed decision on whether or not they want to get a vaccine. Yes, get it. Get it. Yeah, and yes. you know, if parents weren't aware of what's being offered in the government school, it yeah. is pricey, but uh, it's protection. Yeah, many are many are not aware. I mean, the government school, the teachers will probably inform them and the parents one and two months before, but those in a private school, I don't think many are aware. So mm. government can play a role by, you know, bringing it out on TV or advertisement or forcing all the private schools to inform the parents you know what there is a vaccine available you can get this vaccine done some private schools actually have some programs where they put this vaccination program in their school but not all private schools i'd like to see that happening and at a discounted price anyway <laughs> uh, yes. yes i think because the government buys in bulk they get it at a much cheaper price than us thank you so much dr vinas been thank you so very much. interesting talking to you and um learning something new as well about you know boys being able to take the vaccine Definitely. as well so yeah. so much to take away we appreciate you thank you so much yes. doctor and you can listen to all of our growing pain sessions again on the light breakfast podcast find that on the shock app you've been listening to a light fm podcast on shock that's s y o k